y'all, it's Amelia Rose, and welcome to Selah Me. Hi, I am doing so good. I hope you are too. Alrighty, yeah, this day, today, is my birthday. I'm very excited. It's awesome. So, yeah, August 3rd, when this episode is available, first day it's available, Wednesday, is my birthday. So, I'm really excited about that. 23. Wow. 23 sounds like the first grown-up birthday. Hopefully, you don't go back to last year's episode and I'm not like, 22 is like, the grown-up birthday? No, because this is the first birthday that I've not been in school. I'm not in college or anything. I'm really, I'm just working full-time. I'm working today, and I'm working tomorrow, the next day, whatever, Uh, and it's really, really fun, but it just is kind of hitting me a little bit differently. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm like a grown-up, you know, even though 23 is still young, it's still kind of grown-up, you know? It's like in news stories, if you read that a girl was 23, you're like, she's young, but she's like a woman. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, scary. Uh, and I'm not like a student or anything. But yeah, I'm not going to give a long intro on my week. And I would also love to give you a birthday recap. But by the way, the schedule worked out. Today is my birthday. So it's very exciting. As I'm recording this, it's August 2nd. But the day that you're listening, if you're listening the first day, it's available, August 3rd. Uh, it's my birthday. So it's really, really exciting. I love that the schedule worked out this way. But it also means that nothing has really happened yet. Uh, so there will be a birthday recap episode next week. So kind of like extending this birthday celebration. <laughs> because I can and I want to. So yeah, and as far as my week, not that much has really happened. Like, you know, there's work and I've been really excited and stuff about my birthday. I am one of those people who definitely gets excited about their birthday. I don't really get, I mean, I guess I can kind of get people who don't, but I definitely do. So yeah, I also went out to celebrate my birthday with my family, but I will save that for the recap episode. But I am very excited for tomorrow, uh, not just my birthday, but I'm going to go tour the office building with all of my coworkers. And yeah, I'm very excited about that. That'll be really nice. We are moving out of our old building, and I think I might be working from home, like, for however long we're supposed to be moving out at some point. But anyway, we have a new office building. I'm excited to uh, tour it because I've never seen it. I've heard about it, but never seen it, so that's exciting. Anyway, all right, I did want to say before we get started with the episode, if y'all could take a minute to share this podcast, leave a rating and review, and post about it on social media today, especially if you're listening August 3rd, but anytime you want to, I would love, 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 love that. That would be great. It would be the best birthday present that I could get from y'all, so thank you so much in advance if you choose to do that. I really appreciate it. Alrighty, so today's episode is another birthday one where I dive into the number of things that I've learned that kind of corresponds with my age. I'm already seeing how long this is going to be, so I think that I will probably need to figure out something else for next year because I'm like 24 things I learned at 24, like 24, like 25. It's just like going to be a lot eventually. So, alright, let's go ahead and get on into this. There are 23 things on this list and... Yeah, it's going to be great. I really have enjoyed writing this out. So let's get started. My first thing that I learned at 23 is that investing in yourself is worth it. So let me preface this by saying I am not a, I guess I'm not really a huge spender myself. And so I like to save money and sometimes I get a little bit like guilty about spending money on stuff that seems trivial like coffee or eating out, basically food. I'm like anything perishable that I spend money on, I'm like, stupid, you know, 
it's not stupid, but whatever. And I don't mean investing yourself like by having a daily coffee habit. That's not what I mean. But honestly, what I'm talking about is buying a car, really, uh, because I was a little bit nervous to buy a car. I was saving up for a really long time to buy a car, and it was a big investment. But honestly, it has given me so much freedom, so much autonomy, and so much happiness and joy. Like I get to drive this car that I bought myself like every day and it's a really cute car honestly everyone keeps mentioning how cute it is and it's kind of become like just something of mine that kind of it doesn't define me but it's something kind of cute about me I guess um it's just something that's kind of like oh yeah and she's got a good car um also in the same vein college you know I'm gonna pay off student loans at some point and that is worth it you know that got me to where I am now and could I have done that without college possibly what I probably not and also you know buying great clothes for yourself just anything that kind of elevates you in a different way investing in yourself is worth it and uh you know if you're like me and you're not a spender it can definitely be a little bit tough to do that but I think that's a really good reminder of like your money is your money for a reason like your money is there for you to save for you to spend for you to elevate your life and to be able to accomplish your goals you know if you have a goal of living alone your rent to your apartment goes each day to that or each month to that goal you know if you have a dream of a car like your car payment goes towards that goal like I get it it can be a little bit tough to be like oh I'm gonna part with all this money but it's very very worth it and it really does help in the long run my second thing is trying things that you didn't think you could do opens new doors. So I know that I've talked about this before, but when I went to a town over from where I live, I previously really thought that that's just somewhere I go with my family. I can't really go there by myself. But when I went there for a work thing, um, I was like, yep, got to do it. Because for some reason, work kind of motivates you. It's like, yeah, you were told to do this and you have to do it. It's not just like, one day I'll do it, whatever. Um, But I went there for a work thing and it was really awesome. And so now I feel like I can go anywhere I want. So really that door is open to me. If I wanted to go there during a weekend, I could. And if I wanted to, like, even just doing things by yourself opens up new doors of just like, I never knew that I could do this, you know, like I bought a ticket to a comedy show um, that's happening in a couple of months, and I just decided I wanted to go, and normally I do stuff with like my siblings or something or my friends, and I just decided, hey, I'm gonna go, and it doesn't matter who's going, who's not going, I'm going, and so just doing that, I'm gonna be able to be like, well, I can do stuff by myself, that's weird, that's cool, awesome neat. So just trying things out just kind of allows you to be like, hey, that's in my arsenal now. I don't ever have to be scared of going there again. I don't ever have to be scared of going somewhere by myself again. I can actually have a ton of fun by myself and I can have a lot of fun doing new things and being able to just be like, yep, I can do that now. All right, my third thing is if you do not have a good reason to say no, say yes. So this is kind of a policy that I have adopted in several different areas over the last couple of months. And I forget where I came up with the phrase, if you don't have a good reason to say no, say yes. Um, I think it was because I was giving relationship advice to somebody. Um, And I was just like, this dude asked you out. You have no reason to say no. Just because like, you know, maybe your reason to say no is like, oh, I don't, I just don't like him or, you know, I'm just like, not sure. Well, but can you definitely say this is absolutely not the guy for me? 
no? Okay, we'll say yes. There's no harm in saying yes. So I've adopted it in the area of dating, going out with friends, going to an event. Like, you know, I don't have any reason to say no to this comedy show. I'm going to say yes because I'm going to regret it. Whatever. Uh, trying something new, all of that stuff. So there are things that I really might not feel like going to or trying out. And sometimes, you know, like, uh, especially if it's like an after work thing, I really love after work events love, love, love them. But sometimes you're just kind of like, oh, I'm in the mood to just like go home and like take off my makeup and relax, especially if it's like a Friday night thing. You're like, oh my gosh. But it's like, if you don't have a reason to say no, and I really don't count like that. I just don't want to as like a reason to say no, unless you're just really burnt out and you're like, gotta take time for myself. Uh, I really learned that unless you have a good reason to say no, saying yes really isn't going to hurt you. And you might even enjoy it. You might learn something new. You might have a really great time. It, I think you gain a lot more by saying yes to things than by just being like, no, I don't do that. That's not like my thing. And on the flip side, I didn't really even, well, not the flip side, it's an agreement thing, but I didn't even write this down, but I feel like certain things of like, oh, well, I don't do this or whatever, those phrases, they're just, you're just kind of defining yourself by like, oh, I don't do this. Well, like I would have said, well, I don't do things by myself. I don't just go to a concert because I want to. Well, why the heck not? you should go to a concert if you want to. So, you know, don't define yourself by like, well, that's just not something I do. It's like, well, it is now. Just go try it. <laughs> anyway, I'm in like a sassy mood, but I'm, I'm happy. I feel like I'm helping people. I don't know. All right, moving on. Number four, not everything that you try has to be, quote, your thing. So I learned this when I started posting monthly Q&As on YouTube. <laughs> it's so funny that I'm bringing this up now because I missed the July Q&A, partially because I just was like, oh my gosh, I there's so much going on, but partially because I didn't get any questions. <laughs> going to be completely transparent. I did not get questions except for from my sister. So ask me questions and I'll do the monthly Q&As. But anyway, I learned this when I started doing those Q&As on YouTube. I'm not trying to be a YouTuber. I'm seriously doing it for fun and to have another platform for Stay Me. Yes, to help promote the podcast, but I'm not doing it to be a YouTuber. And people will think that you're trying to become a YouTuber if you post videos on YouTube. You can do things just for fun without trying to make it your thing or trying to be like, this is my, you know, whatever. And also along with that, you don't have to monetize every skill you have, you know? Like, I'm funny. I'm not going to be a stand-up comedian because I'm funny, and if I put pressure on myself to be funny, I'm not funny anymore, I don't think. Anyway, so that's just something else that kind of goes along. All right, number five. This is a deep one. Health is really, really, really not one-size-fits-all. So, I have been eating pretty healthily, healthy, for a majority of my life, I would say. Probably majority of my life, but, like, pretty much when it matters, I guess. Um... I've been eating healthy for a variety of reasons, for weight stabilization, because your girl does not have a raging um, metabolism, uh, allergies, health, just general wellness, all of that. So despite putting in effort with healthy eating, being active, and just trying my best to stay healthy, I really feel like it's always been kind of a special case when it comes to health, because it's like... When my family got sick, I would also get sick, but I would tend to stay sick longer and get sicker than the rest of everyone when I was younger. Uh, like, my mom would say that, like, when we were babies, if um, she brought people in for ear infections, she would always bring me in even if I didn't, like, act like I was sick because I would always have, like, the worst ear infections and I just wouldn't say anything. I mean, I was a baby, but, like, I wouldn't act like I was in pain. I would just, like, be bopping along with, like, a horrible ear infection, just, like, 
nothing. And so that was always the trend. It's like if my family got sick, I probably got the most sick, I guess, not to like have it be a competition. <laughs> I know my siblings are listening to this being like, you aren't the most sick. Anyway, um, and so I would say probably starting around when I was like 15, my mom has been doing a lot of research because she's really into health and we've kind of figured out some of my issues. But this year I had a real turning point when I did some research um, and she did the research and kind of referred me to like, okay, maybe look into this more often, whatever. And so I did my own research as well and figured out where some of my health problems were stemming from. I had a ton of her help and I really appreciate it. Uh, But I have a big problem with histamines and oxalates and it's really annoying because y'all might not even be familiar with that stuff. So it's not like I can just say, oh, I have a gluten sensitivity, so I'm gluten free. You know, I've done all these diets to heal my gut, to become fat adapted, to heal my sinus issues, just all of these different goals. So by a lot of standards, I've been eating really super healthy, but I've still had my own issues. Like I was doing this really healthy diet and was eating a lot of almond flour, and then I ended up having to go to the hospital with kidney stones. This was a couple years ago, but it was healthy, but it was just not healthy for me. And so I started really looking at low histamine diets, and they have you cutting out foods like tomatoes and eggplant and avocados, bananas, and fermented foods. All that stuff, it's just like all the stuff that's superfoods and touted as just like super super healthy it's so healthy but I was convinced that I had histamine intolerance so I decided to do the diet and I really felt awesome it was really great for me and I'm still kind of doing it so I say all of that to illustrate that health is not just a few diets to choose from that works for everyone just like oh I'm doing keto and that just like fixes all my problems it might but for me it doesn't You know, I'm doing paleo combined with low histamine and low oxalate. Just paleo might be fine, but it really wasn't the best thing for me. So I had this big realization this year that it's really hard to eat with all these obscure restrictions. It's a lot easier to say, you know, I'm doing this diet, uh, but you really have to do what's best for you. So even though tomatoes are like healthy and everyone loves them and whatever, it doesn't mean that they're what's best for me. So just realizing it's not one size fits all and it's even not one diet fits all. You can do diets with modifications and even modified diets like keto and paleo and gluten-free. Like those are not necessarily just going to be great for you. So that's just something that I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe that that even, I don't know, that I'm just realizing that so much more this year. All right, number six, when you have an open mind about a situation, you allow yourself to see the good. So I never thought that in my last year of college that I would find so many good people and opportunities. A lot of people really think, me included, that it was too late to get your last year to have anything amazing happen because everyone's seniors, everyone has their friend group, everyone has their things, it's great, whatever. But I allowed myself to kind of have an open mind to go into it and be like, I'm going to learn new things. I'm going to have a new experience, even though I've been at the school for three years. My last year, I'm really going to just have, you know, the best experience I can. I'm going to keep an open mind and just do a bunch of new things. And it really put me in a position to make new friends, take on new challenges, get more involved with things. Like I was probably more involved during my senior year than I have ever been in college. And that was so nice. And I'm so glad that I did. You know, it wasn't too late for me to start doing student newspaper or to start doing whatever, you know, taking up a job or getting an internship. It wasn't too late for me to have new experiences. And I feel like just if you have that idea throughout life, it makes life so much more easy. Excuse me, so much easier. So if you just keep an open mind and be like, yeah, it's not too late for me to do X, Y, and Z, it won't be too late because you'll have said it's not too late. 
All right, number seven, put 100% effort until something is over. So this stems from internships and jobs and stuff from this year. Uh, I actually thought I wasn't going to get a job at the company I work for now, yay, when I was interning with them. Uh, And I was kind of like discouraged about it because I love them. And I was like, oh my gosh, where am I ever going to find another place like this? I won't. And there's nothing I can do about it, you know. And when you get discouraged, you're really tempted to throw in the towel and not try as hard. And I'm here to advise against that. (laughs) It only hurts yourself. Always show up with 100% effort. Put 100% effort into what you're doing until something is officially over. Don't give up a couple days before it ends or a couple months or whatever. Because that just makes you look bad, (laughs) A. And isn't going to help anybody. Like the last day of my internship, when I felt like I wasn't going to get a job there, I was just like, you know... It just, it's not going to happen for me. I still so appreciated my internship experience. And even though I was a little bit discouraged thinking I wasn't going to get a job at my company, I was like, okay, I just got to make the best of it. And I really am very grateful for the experience that I had, obviously, or I wouldn't want to work for them. And so I brought in a plate of chocolate chip cookies. And I just think like, I don't think that got me the job, but I do think that that effort was noticed. You know, it was just like, wow, it's your last day of your internship. You could just be like, bye, bye, see ya, you know, goodbye. Um, And I didn't, I just decided, you know, there's no point in like just giving up or just kind of like, uh, whatever until I leave, like right before I leave, I need to be just as energetic, just as gung-ho about everything and then I can leave, and then I can find another job, and if you have no other reason to do it, if you're like, I don't care, I don't want to, like, I don't really, like, they don't deserve it, blah, blah, this has nothing to do with my internship, but, you know, if you've had a bad situation, you're just kind of like, you know, basically just want to leave and talk bad about people, um, do it just for you, do it because it will make you look good, you know, Sometimes you just need to have a selfish interest in the situation for you to to get yourself to do stuff, especially if you've been like mistreated in situations. I know what that's like. I've had a couple of jobs in college where it was like not the best situation. And so I get just wanting to like stomp out of there and be like, see ya and like not put in effort like on your last shift or whatever. But you really do have to be the bigger person and it only looks good on you. It just looks so good that you are just such a good person and you are a professional and it doesn't matter if those people recognize it it's you it's discipline and it's just staying true to who you are all right number eight always pick out your clothes the night before this is a very practical piece of advice and it's kind of a no-brainer but i feel like people don't do it very often it honestly saves so much time in the morning so much stress on your part you've already picked it out the night before you know it is like gonna be a great outfit my advice, try it on before you pick it out um, or before you decide like, okay, don't just like pick out an outfit and not try it on because sometimes I'm like, this will look great because it looks great on the hangers. Then I put it on me and it's like the pieces don't look good together on me and I'm like, oh, great, now i got to find a different thing. So anyway, I'm not perfect at this, but I always try and do it and it really is just kind of this life hack that you've always been told, but um, <laughs> like you really need to implement all right, nine, do not let sadness turn to selfishness. All right, this lesson was brought on by a particular instance of saying goodbye to somebody that I valued. So a coworker told me one day that he had gotten a job in another state and was leaving the magazine where I work. So he had been working there for a while and I had just come on less than a month ago at that point. And I had interned about four or five months before that and kind of through my internship, I got to know him and I admired his work and all that. 
And so he was just kind of like, I thought he was an integral part of the magazine. So when he told me, I was really shocked. I didn't expect it. And it was kind of out of the blue. And I really thought that he would be there for a lot more years to come. And I would get to like work with him, all that stuff. And I would be like trained and get to learn from him. And so my first reaction to this announcement was sadness. You know, I was sad that he was leaving. I was sad that I would miss out on getting to learn from him for an extended period of time. I had just started my job a month before and was really excited about it. And, you know, I was still excited about my job, but just like, you know, I was like, oh, wow, I didn't expect this change this early on. And so I replied to him saying, like, I'm going to get a job somewhere else. I was like, oh, that's sad. And, like, I was like, oh, that's sad. Like, oh, you know. And then I remember that he literally had just told me that he got another job. And I was like, wait, okay, this is good for him. And so I was like, congratulations, that's exciting. Where are you going to work? And from there, the conversation kind of went on to what he was going to do. And when he was telling me about his job, I remember thinking, okay, yeah, this is really up his alley. This sounds good for him. And so while inside, I was really sad about it. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I was kind of like being slightly selfish inside, making sure to congratulate him, even when I was feeling really sad for myself and the rest of us at the magazine. It really turned the conversation in a positive direction. And it wasn't until after that conversation that I realized like, I was just like genuinely excited for him and you know did that mean from that moment on everything was great and I was just like woo you know no I was actually like really upset and I had a really hard time grappling with it because not only was this good person leaving it was just like oh my gosh what am I gonna do I thought that he was gonna help me and I thought it was gonna be like I was gonna get to learn from him and like I'm just thrown in here and like oh my gosh what's my career gonna do and I'm just like oh I'm gonna have to do like part of his job and you know all of this like selfish stuff even though it's legitimate it's slightly selfish and so I let myself feel sad but I never want my sadness to become selfishness I remember I'm like I don't want to rob him of this exciting moment because I'm just being like I'm throwing myself a pity party like that's just not what I want to do and you know I I would never really want to be so wrapped up in my own emotions that I made him feel like I wasn't supportive or anything like that. So that is something that I don't feel like I've really gotten a chance to learn until now. Like maybe I have, but honestly, this is the best example of it that I can come up with. And it was just something that hit me that was just like, wow, that's just kind of interesting and something that I need to keep in mind. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, I'm a good person. Like my emotions are rightly ordered and like, I know how to approach people. It's not like I'm working extra hard to hide my bad side or anything. Like I feel like I'm a genuinely good person, but that doesn't mean that I'm perfect. And that doesn't mean that my emotions aren't going to get in the way of certain things that I'm not going to be self-centered at times and all of that. So it's just interesting to think, okay, you know, when I'm sad, I need to look at it from the other person's perspective and think, you know, as much as I'm sad, like how, how would this reaction look to them? Would it look like I'm unsupportive? Would it look like I'm being selfish? Like a kind of thing of like, why can't you just be happy for me? It's like, yeah, I never want that to be me. All right. Number 10, you will never regret embracing your current season, but you will regret being distracted from it. Yeah, so I'm at the beginning of my career, and I know eventually one day I'll be more comfortable, and I'm already light years more comfortable than I was when I first started, because I was, like, scared of, like, doing a bad job, (laughs) and I feel like now I'm kind of like, I can do a pretty good job. I can always improve. Obviously, there are improvements to be made, but, like, I'm good, and they hired me for a reason and all of that, Um, and so 
I like to plan ahead. I love to think, okay, what's going on? What's this? What's this? All of that. And so I just really do need to pause in the moment. And that's something I've been really trying to do because like, honestly, at 22, I've been very genuinely happy for, I think, a majority of the year um, of being 22. And, but I still keep thinking about like the future. And so one day I was just kind of like, why do I keep thinking about the future when I'm so happy right now? Like, I really just need to embrace this happiness, you know? All right. 11, very self-explanatory, so I'm not going to elaborate. Nothing ventured, nothing gained, you know? If you don't do things, you're not going to gain anything. All right. 12, something else that hit me this year. Use your I love yous very sparingly. This is something I did not understand when I was younger, to be honest. Uh, Even into teenagerhood, I was like, I love you, like whatever like yeah that's special like saying like a smile is special like a smile is special but like mm. so I always we always hear who was the first to say I love you when someone's like in a relationship or when we're in a relationship but as a kid I really really did not get that and even when I was older I still didn't really understand about I love you and how special that actually was but within the past several years I've really started to get it more it's a very special thing I didn't quite grasp the concept of until I had someone tell me that they loved me years ago and they texted me I love you and I was like oh like oh my gosh this just wow and so when they told me that when it was someone unrelated to me that said I love you I was like oh my gosh, that's so special. And I really realized in that moment, I realized the significance of it even after that person had forgotten. And that's the stuff that sticks with you. And so I've learned to be very choosy with my I love yous, even just in my own thoughts. I don't jump straight into, wow, I love this person anymore. I used to do that when I was a teenager. And the person who said I love you turned out like, you know, we don't even speak anymore. Uh, and I think that it was a very off the cuff type of thing. They just texted me, I love you. And so I was like, I love you too. But it was just kind of like a very flippant thing for them. And for me, it was like, oh my gosh, he said, I love you. What? And so just being choosy with your, I love you is kind of like, it, it makes your intentions more clear because it's like, I'm not just going to flippantly tell you I love you and then like expect you to get over it. You know, if you treat it like it's special, it will become special. And then when you say I love you to someone, it will be special. So I really don't jump into thinking that I even love people anymore. Like not that I don't love people like I do, but if I, especially romantically, if I'm interested in someone, I won't even say, oh, well, I love them. I love them. I'll just say I like them a lot. (laughs) and then until they like like me back you know so now I realize when I realize I do like someone it's really really special and that's something that I would suggest to you if you want to bring real connection and significance into your relationships be choosy about who earns your love because you can really waste it you can just kind of like like when I was younger I would just kind of just like throw like meaning and everything at so many things that really didn't earn it and it just made me feel very like dried up in the end and so I feel like I'm so much happier by being like wow you know what you know I didn't say I love that person and it didn't work out and I'm not gonna hold it back when it's very very obvious that I love somebody but I'm not just gonna be like oh yes I love them so I'm really learning balance so it's good All right, 13, learn to see the good in all situations and they will be easier to handle. Sometimes, yeah, there are bad situations uh, and you can get lost in the negatives very easily, but I've come to find that there are almost always positives, even in the worst of, well, maybe not the worst, but really bad situations, you can still find positives. 
you know, if you can identify one positive, you'll really be able to get through it a lot better. All right, 14, pros and cons lists are incredibly helpful. (laughs) So I did a lot of these. They help you express your thoughts in writing. They make them uh, easier to understand and to see. And they're right in front of you in two columns. They're amazing. (laughs) And these pros and cons lists, they can help you understand what you're actually thinking about a situation rather than just what you think you're thinking. Because your thoughts can really get jumbled, especially if you're thinking about something a lot. It can be really confusing and stupid. So pros and cons lists are amazing. I did this when I was job hunting, and it was very useful in a situation where I really wasn't sure how much control I had. I found that even the job I had less control less enthusiasm over, uh, or less enthusiasm for, I found that that job still had some pros that made it a little bit better. I'm like, okay, you know, I've got, like, several job offers, but, like, um, maybe I, I don't know, like, do I feel like I want to work for this person? You know, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, what? And even before I, honestly, especially before I had job offers, uh, when I was just considering different companies to work for, I was just kind of like, oh, I know this person's interested in me, but I'm not really sure. But I was like, if I end up having to get this job, if everything else around me just disappears and I have to get this job, I think it'll be okay. So it was a really good learning experience and it was very helpful. And now I always do pros and cons lists. Yay. All right, 15, everything is a learning experience. So this term is usually reserved for things that didn't work out. It's like, it's a learning experience and it just gets so annoying. (laughs) Or situations where you're not really sure why they happened and they seem to have like no logical explanation. It's just like the blanket phrase, it's a learning experience. But even your dream situations are learning experiences. Like my job, I adore it right now. I love it. It is a huge learning experience and I absolutely am in heaven. I absolutely love my job. So while it can be a good way to kind of categorize something that didn't make sense or, you know, kind of like it's like the band-aid on the weird situation that you're kind of like, (laughs) it's a learning experience, I guess, you know, that just kind of like comforts you. It also applies to things that are working out just fine. And I think the more that you realize we're always learning, the more it's just kind of like, okay, I can handle this. This is good. You know, bad situations, learning experiences, good situations, learning experiences. Because I feel like once you get what you want, like this job, I'm like, once I got the job, I wasn't just like, well, got it. All right, that's it. I'm like, no, I want to learn. I want to advance. I want to grow all of that. So I feel like that's a more productive way and a better, more, um, I don't know, self-motivating way to look at things. Alrighty, 16, put yourself out there for people you care about. So you don't have to have an engraved invitation to show up for somebody. If you want to support someone and something that they're doing, go do it. If you want to, you know, show your emotions a little bit like, oh yeah, I really care. Do it. I know it can really feel like a bit of a risk, but please do it anyway. The worst thing that could happen is that they don't acknowledge you or just kind of like brush it off or something. And then, you know, you won't be showing up for them anymore (laughs) in that way. You know, lesson learned. Obviously, there's emotion attached to all that, but at the end of the day, you've learned something about that person and you can pull back a little, but if you feel like you want to go for it and you really want to go the extra mile and kind of show someone how much you care, do it, you know? You never know if you don't do it. Alrighty, 17, get a great work tote. This is a game changer. Absolutely love it up there with your clothes the night before. (laughs) It's great. I love my work bag. It can fit my laptop in it and then also everything else I need at the same time. It is so great. It is like the love of my life, kind of. And I probably would have rolled my eyes hearing this on a podcast, like, get a great work tote. Like, of all the things you learned at 22, getting a work tote is one of them. 
yes, it is. Seriously, it's really worth it. And it doesn't even have to be fancy. Just like a tote bag, like something. I love my bag and I think it's great. So go get one. All right, 18, don't play games, but do protect yourself. So I don't do the whole, they text it back two hours later, so I have to wait two and a half hours to text them. Like, I don't really do that, but that being said, (laughs) if someone takes a little bit to respond, I recognize that they're not my first priority anymore. And if I have other things to do, I'll do them, and then I'll respond. It's like... If you text someone and then they text right back, you're like still in the frame of mind of like, yeah, we're texting. If you text someone or you email them or whatever, and then they don't respond for a few hours, like you're busy and things have built up and then all of a sudden they're not your number one priority. And that's okay. That's kind of what they sacrifice if they don't text back. And I used to be really eager when I was younger, like I said, although I think I'm a really positive, happy, caring person. I think I've matured a little bit and I realize that it's better for me to hold back a little bit because I I want to show everyone all my love all at the same time and just like shower them with everything. Honestly, holding back is really, really hard. It's like I conceptualize about 15 things that I could do for someone and that they would love and I only do about five of them in reality just so I can protect myself from going all out and then getting used. But we really have to grow up, you know, that's still cold hard truth. You you have to grow up. You have to realize some people feel weird with emotions and so they're not going to reciprocate for that reason. Some people are just jerks and they're not going to reciprocate for that reason. Some people are not your people and they won't reciprocate for that reason. You know, you have to grow up and realize that it's life and one day you'll find someone who can do, you can do all 15 things for. I'm so excited. My future husband, whoever he is, he's going to get all those 15 things, you know? And in a way, it's kind of great that I can wait until then to fully jump off the deep end for somebody and make it special rather than expected and stuff. Because I used to have this reputation of like, I will show up for anyone. I would do whatever you want. I am so giving, whatever. And I still think like people think I'm nice, but I'm not going to be that person. It kind of ended up being a doormat situation. And that's not anything that I ever want again, because it's just not healthy for me. And I don't feel filled up because I'm loving someone. I feel like so unappreciated. And so I've stopped doing that. And finally, it has become easy for me. Well, not easy, but it's become easier. And I kind of understand and I'm more chill about it. So that's really great. 19. Ask questions. Oh my gosh, I used to be so nervous to ask questions, uh, but the times that I've learned the most were when I asked questions. So I used to not ask questions that much in my internship. I felt like so quiet and all that stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm shooting myself in the foot. It was just like such a pressurized situation in my own mind. (laughs) But it's like I wanted to impress these people. I didn't want to ask stupid questions, all of that. Well, at work now, I guess I feel like, okay, they hired me, so I must be good to go, and so I've asked a lot more questions, and I am learning so much, like, so much, and yeah, just ask questions, and don't be afraid to ask questions, because people have asked me questions, and I, they're like, stupid question, but, and I never really think that their questions are stupid, so it's fine, and if someone thinks your questions are stupid, sorry, like, that's life, we gotta move on, and we can't sacrifice our well-being for other people. All right, 
Number 20, if you had a great experience, try to recreate that for somebody else. So there have been several instances where I've learned this, but the biggest example this year was when I interned at my magazine, and everyone was really welcoming and sweet. In particular, there was a couple of people who were very attentive and got to know me pretty well, really rooted for me, all of that. So now that I'm working there, whenever we have interns, I try to be just as supportive and helpful and nice, and I try to make conversation, I try and you know, include them in everything. Um, I just try and be like super nice because I remember feeling new and wanting so badly to impress these amazing people and belong in their group. And I was just so grateful to these employees who welcomed me and particular ones that I got really close with. People really remember that. And I always want to be that person to other people. You know, I'm not gonna, you know, sacrifice, like I'm still going to get the job done. You know, again, not going to be a doormat, but you can do your work and still be really, really nice and really welcome. So it's basically a do unto others as you would have them do unto you situation. Always the best advice, Jesus, you give good advice. (laughs) Yeah, anyway. Uh, 21, strive to be the good person at all times. I know it can be really hard. It feels, like I mentioned, like good people get mistreated and used and just kind of like taken advantage of, all of that stuff. But I still think that you should still try to be a good person, you know? Be a good person when you're hurt, when you're mad, when you're fed up. You can only control yourself. So don't let other people make you feel out of control, make you feel bitter, make you feel like this person that you don't like. Uh, For the record, I believe you can be a good person and be snarky and write to your friends. Uh, Just don't let other people turn you into like a vindictive, bitter, spiteful person, you know? Don't try and get back at anyone because the world has a way of giving people what they deserve without you even having to do anything. And remember that everyone has their highs and their lows, you know? It's unfortunate, but they do. And some days people are going to be low and you'll be high. And sometimes you'll be low and they'll be high. Like it, it, it's a cycle. And I feel like we all get our chances and it's, it's going to be fine. So I just feel like gossiping, being petty, all of that, it only hurts you in the end. Makes you feel like you're being corrupted by other people or that they're controlling you. So really don't give into it. Be a good person. It always helps. And, you know, sometimes you just want that one-liner that you see in movies and then you'll never see a person again. Well, newsflash, you probably will see that person again. Um, I live in a very big city, small town type of thing. And I see people all the time. So, you know, some people I don't have the best relationships with. And I'm just really glad that I kept it fine and professional, you know. All right, 22, use the 80-20 rule when it comes to dieting. So circling back around to dieting, because of various health issues, obviously, have to eat a certain way to look and feel my best. And I used to be super rigid about it, which honestly helped kickstart things in the beginning. It was great for the weight loss and the, like, clearing up of my, like, sinuses and just feeling like I can breathe and be nice and healthy. But once I got to a point where I was feeling a lot better, more consistently, I was kind of able to have a few things here and there that weren't low histamine or dairy-free or whatever, and it really helped my sanity at times, I'll be honest. I think you can truly be healthy doing an 80-20 rule as long as you monitor it and don't slide into generally bad eating, Uh, but it's definitely super helpful to just be able to, like, know that, okay, if I'm at that party and that cookie looks really good, yeah, I don't feel like I've just been pigging out all week, so I can definitely have that little cookie. Yay! (laughs) anyway all right my last thing 23 you still don't have to have it all figured out yet you knew I was going to end on this but you don't uh at 23 you know I just mentioned at the beginning of this episode I felt like it was a very like it's it's a very like grown-up age in my opinion like it just feels 
different, like a lot different from any of the ages that I've been so far, you know, first year out of college, first year full-time working, like it's, it's so, so weird and so cool and just like, oh my goodness, what's going on? Uh, and so kind of like, I feel like I have to have it figured out, you know, I'm around people who kind of have it figured out, you know, I'm one of the younger ones at my work and, I just am like, oh, wow, these people are married, and they have, like, kids, or whatever, and they've been here forever, and they have accolades, kind of, for their name, and it's great, and everyone thinks they're amazing, so I'm kind of like, oh my gosh, like, I'm comparing myself to people who are older than me, and I'm just like, oh gosh, I need to get myself together, and I need to figure myself out. Well, no, I'm, I'm 23. Like, I feel like I'm on a good path, but I don't need to know absolutely everything. So it's just, it's nice to know, okay, don't need to know everything. Even when you're 50, you don't need to know everything. But like at 23, you really don't need to know everything. And it's totally fine. As long as you just kind of have just a, you know, confidence in yourself and like, yeah, I know I'm going to do a great job at whatever I'm doing and it's going to be okay. All right, that is my 23 things for 23 years. I really hope you enjoyed. Reminder, please uh, take a moment to share the podcast and post it on social media for my birthday. Uh, Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Super fun. Stay tuned for the birthday recap and my hopes for 23 in next week's episode. I can't wait for that. All right, I love you so much and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.